Hello everyone and welcome to Gay Side Stories where the gay shit goes. I am your host Trillificent. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. As a quick reminder, you guys can listen to this show if you're not already on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, whichever podcast app you use such as Overcast or Castbox, or you can go to GaySideStories.com/shows and listen to this show and all of the shows there. For hashtagging, remember to use the hashtag #GaySidePod. That is the official hashtag of the show, and it helps facilitate conversation. If you have something to say, or if you just want to show people what you're listening to, and also use the hashtag #PodsByQPoc. That's P-O-D-S-B-Y-Q-P-O-C. And that's a hashtag, as a reminder, that I created to help people promote and navigate to queer podcasts of color. Send in any gay side mail, so letters, compliments, show topic ideas, stories, stuff that you want to put out there in the universe. You can send all of that to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Whatever it is, send it in. And I don't have much. I have a very special guest that I was excited to record with. And the topic is, I think, important, especially around the holidays. So let's get into it. All right, so I have a very illustrious guest with me this week. Illustrious. Yes, I have the one of the podcast fairy godmothers. We have Nick Jew from What's the Tea? Hi. What's the tea? Um, the tea is my California body still doesn't know what to do with winter, and I'm ashy. Mm, same, except Texas. There's an additional layer of confusion because. It's like freezing, and I'm like, but this is Houston. Yeah, so. why is it? Why y'all got a freeze warning in Houston? Yeah, I just you know, you just never know what you're gonna get. Life is like a box of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know what you're gonna get. Like, it's so unpredictable. Whenever people ask me about fall and winter here, I'm just like, I just I don't know. I just yeah. don't know. Some years as hot as hell, all the way through Christmas and beyond. You can wear shorts. Some years is cold. Some years is just like, yeah, it's okay. You know, a light jacket. And this year it's like, mm, how about cold? I'm just like, but it's November. That's not what's supposed to happen. I mean, in the Bay Area, you can count on it to be warm until Thanksgiving most years. Yeah, no. Here is, it, you just never know. The only thing you can count on here in Houston is that you will cook during the summer. Right. <laughs> yes. And maybe the spring if we unlucky. <laughs> we'll have a long time to cook. Slow simmer. Well, thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan of the show. Thank you for joining. I also, too, am a huge fan. Thank you. Thank you so much. So speaking of, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about What's the Tea in case they are rock dwellers and they are unfamiliar. (laughs) Um, What's the Tea is a podcast that I co-host with my best friend, Reggie, R to the edgy. Hey, Reggie. Hi, Reggie. And basically, we are just two best friends that share a lot of commonalities and we just get on the microphone and talk. Sometimes we cover movies, music, TV. Lately, we've been trying to talk pop culture and stay out the current news cycle. So we're talking about music a bunch lately. Smart, because... You know what? We don't need to open that door. Yeah, no, it's depressing. It's too much. So we just try to provide a little space for people to laugh and have a little kiki or whatever. Yeah. And y'all are successful. Have been doing it for quite a while. Yeah, we just had our five-year anniversary. We just put out our 250th numbered show, but we've done a whole bunch of other ones that didn't have numbers. We also have our Patreon. So... Um, yeah, check us out. We're on all the platforms. What's the T-A-T-E-A? Our show was named before the RuPaul show, and they did not Google to see that somebody already had the name, but well, we've already been going for like two years, so we weren't changing ours. Well, and nor should you. Y'all were there first. Right. So T-E-A, that's us. Cool, cool. I'll put all of that in the show notes so people can find you guys, go to y'all's website and all of that good stuff. Yeah. So let's play a game so people can find out a little bit more about you and consequently about me. Yeah. So let's slide on on to the queer query. 
question. First question, what is your favorite holiday dish? I feel like I've asked this before, but since we are in holiday time, it's a fitting question. It's a very fitting question. I'm a huge fan of dressing. I oh. like, like cornbread and rice dressing. Wait, uh, what's rice dressing? So dirty rice, basically. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, but those are my jam. <laughs> okay, I, I know that must be some regional shit because I'm like, we just call it dirty rice. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's just either way. My because my family they be liking to differentiate. They want to they want to make sure we know somebody is bringing the rice dressing and somebody is bringing the dressing dressing. But it is basic. It is absolutely just dirty rice. Got it. Got it. Got it. So since you brought up dressing, I want your opinion. This is a, a side question. Uh-huh. The debate on the difference between stuffing and dressing. Right. So I thought stuffing was a white people thing because I didn't know if I had ever had it or not. But um, my very like limited opinion based off of the culinary knowledge that I have obtained as an adult Stuffing is what's in the bird. Dressing is a side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I recently saw that and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Although I haven't come across too, too many, even white people that make it in the bird. Um, I always thought it was just a difference of the bread. The bread. Yeah. Like, That's what I thought at first too. Yeah. Dressing is, um, cornbread based mm-hmm. and stuffing mm-hmm. is bread based like french bread or whatever right. whenever they cut up french bread the baguettes <laughs> never had, i've never had stuffing and the only time i've ever even seen somebody make it it was like that rice aroni or whatever and it just doesn't look appetizing to me oh like that stove top yeah yeah not rice aroni. which you know no love to them because they really have these commercials and they're like it's not thanksgiving Without stovetop. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it is, sis. I'm pretty sure it is. I ain't never had this. I've had it before. And I'm just like, so it's lightly seasoned breadcrumbs. Right. Nothing <laughs> this about is, it is appealing to me. It's not. It's, it, it does not slap. It does not slap. Um, I would say my favorite holiday dishes too so i'm always here for the homemade baked mac and cheese yes god and i'm always here for the gumbo because my family gumbo but i didn't know other people family did gumbo for holidays yeah we always do gumbo for thanksgiving Thanksgiving. yeah yeah like growing up that's that was all we did we um my stepfather would fried turkey so we would have fried turkey and we would have gumbo yeah that's exactly how we do it unless we go to the big big family gathering and do the potluck thing oh no we don't do that (laughs) and then for christmas would be when my mom would go all out and then so i was always looking forward to christmas because that was when that's like the only literally that was the only time of year she would make the baked mac and cheese Wow. A good mac and cheese is expensive. It, mm, listen, shout out to the boo Risha because I did make her mac and cheese recipe one year, but that shit was expensive. I was like... Them cheeses. The cheeses. Mm-hmm. The, I was like, oh my goodness. So I, that made me think about like, how much money do y'all spend to feed the whole fam? Turkeys exactly. and hams and gumbo. Exactly. Gumbo is expensive to make. Listen, especially if it ha- if it wasn't a good crab season, you're going to be paying a grip for some crab. Yeah, yeah. Like to the point where like, uh, that's how I would know that the crab was too expensive. If we have gumbo and there's no crab in it, I'm like, well, the crab was too expensive. <laughs> we don't we don't make gumbo unless we got crab because <laughs> me no. and my brother would be like, no, we're not. No, we have variants on the gumbo. Yeah, um, you'll do like a seafood version and a. No, no, no. It's just uh, usually actually it's just either got crab or don't. But yeah. the. Or the okra. Ooh, a good okra. I didn't, and I'm not a huge okra person, but there's something about it in gumbo that makes me. Yeah, it depends on who makes it because not everybody knows how to make gumbo with the okra in it. Right. So I like, um, I've seen people who do a roux, but also okra. And then I've seen people who they don't use a roux when they're making an okra gumbo, which is 
I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. And I don't I mean I don't know anything about cooking. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I just have never had ruleless gumbo. I don't I haven't either. But <laughs> apparently some I heard an argument over a table somewhere about like what was the difference between a rue gumbo and an okra gumbo? I'm like, I thought all gumbo was a rue gumbo. <laughs> yeah, like now whether or not gum I mean whether or not okra is in the gumbo, that's a variant depending on who makes it in my family, but I the rue was like a non-negotiable. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Conversation in cra- I don't um, talk to grown people be talking, especially about stuff I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those are my favorite holiday dishes. I'm always here for the baked mac and cheese, specifically the kind my mom makes. Um, not that the rest of my family doesn't make good, but there's just something about my mom's. One, one day I'm going to break the silent ice between us and be like, so about that mac and cheese, girl. Yeah. What is it exactly that you be doing? Because I know there's like an evaporated milk situation. Oh, and uh-huh, uh-huh. Like she does a lot. I see why she only makes it once a year. Because I'd be like, girl, you still making this mac and cheese? <laughs> Reese's recipe calls for a roux as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a roux? No, I don't know if it was a roux. It may have just been a, a, the bechamel sauce. Or does that count as a roux? See, well, I don't know nothing about cooking. So I believe a roux is. But a- no, I think because you have to make the roux to make the bechamel sauce. Yeah, I believe it's been a long a time since roux. I made this. Uh, yeah, you can do it. It's a light roux. It's been a long time, but I want to try her recipe. I've I've been reading it for years. I just have never. <laughs> it was pretty good. Like that was a, a a special year, and I was like, you know what? I got a little jangle jangle in my coin in my coin purse. Yes. And I was glad that I had a little extra because that cheese. I was like, ooh. The cheese to get you. It was shit. That was the most. That was all. I was like, oh, I'm spending twice the amount like the rest of the ingredients equals the amount that i paid just for the cheese Mm -hmm. if not more but it it turned out really good and i had a whole pan of it to my let me tell you something Mm -hmm. i was in hog (laughs) heaven i was like oh my god you you remember that episode of martin when he was trying not to eat that food and had that gravy and shit on that table (laughs) that was me I was like, that mac and cheese was so fucking good. Anyway, anyway, okay, let's move on. Because my fat ass will sit here talking about food for the whole show. Same. (laughs) So, switching gears, what is your current pet peeve? So, there, I mean, currently, right now, today, Mercury is not in retrograde, but it's coming. But I don't know what's been going on for the past month or whatever. People are communicating very poorly and people are responding to me as if I'm stupid off the rip. And my patience is so thin with it. Like just read Mm. and respond. Mm. So my pet peeve is similar. My current pet peeve, because I'm trying to sell some stuff and I have ads um, in the Facebook marketplace. Mm -hmm. And the lack of reading has been grating my nerves to shreds because I wrote it right there for you to read it. Just read it. (laughs) A whole description and the way that they make you do it, depending on what you're selling, you have to answer all these other questions. What's the what's the manufacturer and the dimensions? And then you do a description and all this. I do all of this. I write everything in there, all of the questions that you could possibly ask about whatever it is that I'm selling, the area that I live in. Mm-hmm. But because Facebook is one of those things trying to force interaction, mm-hmm. they make it. And because I, I had to go researching because I was just curious as to why people were hitting me up the way that they were. You click on an item in the marketplace and it shows you like the picture and a little bit. And then the contact button is like right there and you have to scroll to get to the description. And I'm like, why wouldn't you put the description right under the picture and make people scroll in order to contact? Right. Like these are strangers. You're trying to foster all of this interaction between strangers. And so they hit the button and it sends an automatic message like, I guess you can pick. But, you know, good evening. Is this still available? Good good afternoon is this still available right then they turn around and they ask you questions that are in the description and i'm just like i'm trying not to be rude 
because <laughs> you know I don't want to put that out there, but I'm just like, like, can you read? <laughs> so you just refuse to read. And then I had one. Let me tell you something. I think I talked about this on a previous episode. Uh, I had some. I had one person catch an attitude with me, and I was like, I, I had to catch myself because they kind of took this a stance of they asked me a question about my location and i'm like it's in the description right <laughs> and they were kind of they took the uh, the attitude of well you trying to sell it right and i'm like obviously why else would we be speaking and they're like okay then and i'm like wait a minute who the hell you getting an attitude with bitch right <laughs> okay then my ass right i was like you know what i would rather not sell it to you you <laughs> raggedy bitch Ooh, yeah, i'll throw dude. it in the trash before i sell it to you Mm-hmm. That's not it. That's not good. Uh -uh, no. That really grated my nerve. But yeah, that's been my my current pet peeve. Like people asking me the same. And the other thing about that is they hit you up, they ask you if it's available. You say yes, and then they don't say anything else. And it's like, yeah. why are you wasting everybody's time? Mm -hmm. <sighs> Woo sigh or whatever. So you have a question, so let's hear it. I do. And I I'm making a lot of assumptions with this question. Um, okay, okay, okay. But I'll, but I'll ask you. So I'm a huge fan of shows like Married at First Sight and The Bachelor and X, Y, and Z. Um, do you, as a member of the LGBTQ community, feel offended by the way, like the frivolity with which marriage is is handled on, on stuff like that? No. Because um, I'm only offended if it's weaponized, mm. I guess, if that makes sense. Like, people are going to do what they want to do. And we know that most people don't really have a real respect for marriage, especially in those instances. Mm -hmm. But when it is kind of thrown in our faces or when it was before marriage equality passed, when it was thrown in our faces, like, well, that's why y'all are not, you know, your relationships are not valid because you can't get married or something right. like that. And it's like, OK, so you throwing it in our face that we can't get married because people like you have made it so that we can't get married only for you to turn around and do stuff like 90 Day Fiance. That was offensive to me. But now that you know, marriage equality is is a thing in the United States. Who knows how long it'll be a thing given right. the way things are going. Right. I'm not as messed with because now we can go and be as frivolous with marriage as we want to, which shout out to y'all being frivolous with marriage because for the average everyday person, that shit ain't no joke. Divorce mm. is expensive. Mm. Um, and if you have a marriage marriage that lasted some time and then you decide, okay, this ain't this ain't it splitting assets and all that can be a nightmare but overall i'm not really offended by it because people's frivolous marriages that doesn't affect me it's only when we could not get married and people would right. use that against us and that's the thing too is like the fight was so hard for marriage equality and even now today in some places people are still fighting to get their marriage licenses and all that right because people's People are so bigoted that they have no problem just flat out breaking the law if it means that I get to deny you something right. that I don't feel like you should have. And it's like. Right. No, my assumptions were that you even cared about marriage because I know I don't. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, I don't care about marriage as a as a whole. Like, I don't really yeah. care about marriage as a as a cast and crew. Right. But as far as the bigger picture, I do know about that you know I, I do care about that because i i don't mind it like you know shout out to other people they want to get married for whatever reason and that right. do what you do yeah but i don't think it's for me but for me and I, i've said this before like it has to be something spectacular not the wedding mm -hmm. but like the person has to be spectacular. like you have a lot of work to do and i hate to put that out there maybe i will change maybe something will soften my cold heart heart but for now it's like you the, that individual has 
a lot of work to do <laughs> to convince me right. that they are even worth the damn, let alone worth getting married to. Right. Like me and you today, as we are today, great. But I'm promising you the rest of my life that we going to be like this. I can't do it. Or promising the rest of my life that I am willing to do what it takes to make this work. With I don't know. You? With just you? Just with, you? With just you. And even <laughs> then, it might be the so about this whole relationship marriage thing. We might. Traditional may not be the route for us. I don't us. think it's the way. I don't think it's the way. Not for me. And don't even think about mentioning no children because that, <laughs> that's the quickest way for me to be like, no. Do you think that marriage equality has changed the way that you like date or pursue relationships? Oh, not the, at all. Because okay. you don't care about getting married. You're like me. <laughs> well, well the, here's the thing about that. Gay niggas were trash before they could get married legally, and they are trash after. So, you oh, know, no. it really makes no difference to me. Like, y'all were trash before. I wasn't trying to get married, even if I could have gotten married. And now that I can get married, listen, the only way at this point that I feel I could see myself getting married is if I had like a 10 year plan with a friend. Right. Mm. And I would be like, let's get this tax break. You, the legality of it you know it don't have nothing to do with love i mean if we happen to be attracted to each other and sleep with each other every now and then that's cool Wonderful. If, <laughs> if not you know like let's get a house with two master bedrooms you do your thing downstairs i do mine upstairs you know what i'm saying we can get together and have yeah we can have dinner together if you want let's Make sure that these bills are paid because listen, half fuck half on a baby, half on a car note, on a no, on a mortgage, half on a mortgage, okay, half on a light bill. That's that's what I'm about. Okay. The rest of it, like the the feelings and all of that <laughs> stuff, we can work that stuff out. The legality of it, okay. The money, <laughs> okay. The insurance. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. A business deal <laughs> okay i'm about business okay i am not one of those people who has stars and rainbows in my eyes when it comes to marriage is a business transaction let us handle business the fact okay. that our credit is gonna merge is enough for me to be like wait a minute yep 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 <laughs> and it takes a lot you mentioned credit and this made me okay <laughs> story time and then we'll move on i don't know if i talked about this on the show before but this is when i was heavy into the investigation discovery i had to kind of take a break because that shit is dark oh yeah i couldn't do it um but i remember watching was it deadly women i think it was deadly women and this woman um she had worked and done whatever she had done and she paid her house off completely and she was still relatively young i want to say in her 40s she gets married to this guy. They have a kid or whatever. And so she is wanting to buy another house as like an investment property. As you do. Because her house is paid off. Mm -hmm. Unbeknownst to her, he had a crazy amount of debt and he had a gambling problem. Oh, see. No. And so he had gambled away like any kind of chance for them to do that without telling her long story short that escalated into her killing him <laughs> and being on deadly Ooh. being on deadly women because mama wasn't playing behind her credit. oh she well because in order to cope with the lifestyle shift that they had to take because of his gambling and his debt she ended up getting like a what's it called like a, an addiction, a shopping addiction. Oh my God. And so she was trying to run like a, a little QVC type deal out of her home. What? But the problem is she kept wanting to keep the stuff that she was supposed to be selling. Oh my God. So she was getting high off her own. Right. Supply. So she was turning into a hoarder. Oh, and she had all these like little cat figurines that she was obsessed with and she would have a friend over i remember this scene and the friend was like hey we supposed to be selling that and she was like oh no not these and the friend was like well that's everything girl what are we selling if you keeping everything <laughs> so yeah but it and so in order to because you know how this 
this weird mindset that people have, um, the psychotic mindset, I should say, of the only way for me to get out of my situation is to kill my significant other for the insurance money. Like, how? I don't know. I, I don't know how taking the risk of going to jail for the rest of your life or worse instead of just getting a second job <laughs> or figuring or, out a way something. something but yeah so she ended up so when you mentioned credit merging credit yeah. that made me think about that like i mean don't get me wrong i would have been pissed but i'm pretty sure i would have just divorced him and right. been like your debt is your debt i'm not taking that shit on right like you know what i'm saying like especially if she paid off all her shit like she's good with money i'd have been like i i'll be fine you know it'll cost me a couple thousand dollars to get this divorce but i'll be fine you can be stuck with tens of thousands of dollars of debt on your own on your own and you deserve it because you sat up there and you lied about it mm-hmm. can you imagine oh anyway I, <laughs> let me not get my blood pressure because i just can't imagine marrying a motherfucker and then it's like surprise debt and gambling problem that's what happened to old boy on Married at First Sight this last season. He all off in love with her, and she got tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt. And he was like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, no, not unless unless money was not a thing to me. It, apparently, it wasn't because he he was way too like, oh yeah, sure. Must be nice because for the average broke ass motherfucker such as myself, <laughs> right. No, he struggled with it a little bit, but not the way that like I would have. Like I'm struggling with my own debt. I damn sure can't take on nobody else's. Do not need Mm -hmm. yours. Love be damned. I don't love Love, that much. Love don't pay these bills. Okay, clearly love don't pay these bills, and neither were you. So I'm good, love. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy or not, it's really up to you. You may not be able to afford to enjoy. That's not my problem. Well, okay, that's going to wrap up the queer query and the stories and tangents. <laughs> so let's get into the main topic. I came across this article and it says eight warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. Yes. And number one, it spoke to me because, yes. <laughs> but number two, because I realized that there are so many of us amongst my acquaintance and just people that I observe online that are exhausted, but don't even realize it. And the third reason, and I'm glad that the timing lined up the way that it did for us to talk about this is because I think it's important to note around the holidays because Mm -hmm. people start running ragged, especially you have travel or you're trying to get ready to host family, or you're just trying to, fortify yourself mentally emotionally whatever to be able to deal with family that you haven't seen in a while so i thought that this would be very important to cover at this time yes and who better than with you that's not to say that i feel like you're exhausted but i am though just (laughs) you know as a listener of the show and a mutual follower like i know that this year has been difficult for you yes So I thought it was kind of appropriate to discuss this and let's just see where we are with things. So the first sign is you are easily irritated. And this is me with a capital I. It says, as days go by, you feel hopeless. The inability and the lack of power make you feel more and more irritated. You should be out there making the best of it, yet you feel much safer avoiding any possible contact with the outside world. Mm. True. True. All true. And All true. Because I'm an extrovert, so I know, like, this past weekend, I didn't leave my house except to go get grocery. And I was like, no, I just can't. I don't want to be around people. I can't. Yeah, yeah. The one of the main ways I always know that I am irritated and that means I must be either hungry or like bone tired and I don't realize either is when I'm driving and every little thing irritates me. Mm-hmm. And I get to the point where I'm like if I have stops to make, I'd be like fuck it, I'm not doing it because I have got <laughs> to get out of this car before I 
hurt someone or myself. Mm-hmm. And when I get like that, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I need to go home and I need to eat or I need to sleep or rest, whatever it is that I, but th- that's usually a clear indication for me that I'm, something is off, whether, like I said, whether it's I'm tired or something else. But when that, when my irritability is off the scales like that, whoo. That's how you know. That's how I know. Like, I know myself well enough to be like, because I'm not usually that irritable. Like, things get on my nerves, yes, but to the point where I'm like, I will follow you to your house and I will drive through your home. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I'm like, I'm might be a little um, equilibrium might be a little off (laughs) the first thing i do is check my little period calendar to make sure i'm not pmsing well see at least you have that for me it's just like what's what is your problem you don't have any excuse (laughs) it says don't beat yourself up we've all been there i know it sucks but instead of recklessly wasting your time spend this time off to work on yourself Mm. um i guess i would just say get some damn rest, <laughs> you know, like you can't work on yourself if you exhausted. And if you irritate it, all you're going to do is irritate yourself with yourself. Right. So my advice would be to just rest. You know, you tired when you irritated with yourself. Listen, and that's, that'd be the main time I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to take this nap because you know how you get to that funk and you're like, I can't do anything right. Like literally everything goes wrong. I try to walk to the kitchen and shit falling off the counter that ain't never moved in seven years. Listen. And I done stub my big toe and I done drop stuff. I done spilled water on the floor. I'd be like, mm, let me just, let me put myself away. <laughs> down. Put myself down for a nap. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. So number two says your motivation levels are lower than ever. Um, so my wig is a little bit askew already. Look. <laughs> <laughs> it says you feel like you're incapable of getting the work done. You struggle to find the motivation you need. The goals that once stimulated you to work hard are not enough. Wow. And I, yes. All of it. All of the above. And I've struggled with my motivation for a while. I've talked about this before. I I have spoken with a therapist about it before. And I just, it's hard. And some things get done and some things don't. Like, I feel like I have gotten to the point where I have this obligation to the show. So the show gets done methodically, Mm -hmm. sometimes without me even thinking about it too much. Um, and even then when it was too much for me, when I didn't have any motivation, I just, t- I took a break Yeah, and it was funny because me allowing myself, like giving myself permission to take the break actually motivated me more than anything else. So while I was supposed to be on break, I was working on the show. I just wasn't recording and putting it out, but I was working on notes and ideas and stuff. And I thought it was so curious. like just giving myself permission. Mm. gave me the motivation that I had been missing. I guess because it it started to feel like such a chore to get it done and to find the topic and find the guest. And I was just, I was just burned out. And this is supposed to be like your fun thing. This is your passion. Right. This is like my little passion hobby, you mm-hmm. know, cause it's a hobby. I don't make money from this. I do it because it's fun. It's cathartic to a degree, depending on what I'm talking about. Right. And it just, I feel like it needs to be done. I, you know, my voice needs to be out there with everybody else's, but motivation in other areas. Yeah. Listen, listen, let me tell you with work, the ultimate struggle, because it's like, I know I need this money, but I do not like y'all. And the little three o'clock slump. Cause sometimes I have problems getting to bed and right around 2.30, 3 o'clock when I'm physically tired on top mm-hmm. of everything else that I go through trying to be at work, I'm like done for. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is usually right after lunch. So mm-hmm. depending on what time I eat lunch. So that's why a lot of times just knowing myself well enough, I try to eat lunch later that's than smart. normal. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, let me pack some extra snacks so that. I don't have to take lunch until like 1230 or one and then I can leave at three or you know whatever my schedule is. But 
um, I've definitely have been here when it's like, even when it's like, I want to do this, but I have no motivation. I want to read this book. I bought this book. I have spent my, my coin on it and I have no motivation to do it. I want to clean up. I like a clean house. I have no motivation. My house looks like a nightmare. It definitely looks like it could be featured in one of the Saw movies. <laughs> it's definitely, would you like to play a game as a boat? <laughs> and I just don't have that motivation that I feel like I should have. And that's with a lot of stuff, like just personally, like, so it's been hard to try to figure out how to siphon some of the motivation that I have been applying to the show to other parts of my life. Yeah, that's real. And I suffer from procrastination. Oh, that is my, that's my good Judy. Mm, my, look, <laughs> we go back. We know each other quite well. <laughs> uh, because... And I know like whenever my house is not picked up, it's a reflection of my mental health. If it's stuff everywhere, I got something going on. Yeah, yeah. Currently, current situation. Because I'm I, looking around like. Mm -mm. I just picked up over the weekend. I'm like, we're not doing this. That's not what we're um, going to do. I'm looking around like, yeah, my my house looks as scattered as my brain has been for the past <laughs> few weeks. But, you know, it's it's conditional. I think if you if you clear the space around you, you literally will clear the space around. Yeah, you. we're going to give it a try. So it says if this is your case, you need to give it a rest. Don't push yourself too hard. Inspiration is everywhere around us, and it will strike you when you least expect it. I would say there's some truth in that. Yeah, I like that. I've definitely gotten some inspiration just kind of out of nowhere, whether it's listening to another podcast or scrolling Instagram or Twitter. And I'm like, hmm, I has an idea. Mm -hmm. The next one says you are experiencing anxiety attacks more than usual. As a result of your overexhaustion, you feel more and more stressed than usual. Anxiety attacks are becoming a daily routine. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say I don't know if I've had too much experience with anxiety attacks. I do struggle with anxiety issues every now and then. Right. But it's usually when it's something major, like if I have a major decision to make or something along those lines. But I don't think I suffer from everyday anxiety issues. No, and even in the midst of everything that I'm going through right now, I don't have uh, daily anxiety attacks. It's been a long time, actually. Yeah. If at all, it throughout this whole process since the summertime. Yeah, but I can see how this would be plausible. Like, if I'm exhausted, then everything it makes me anxious because... I don't have the energy to process things the way I normally would, if that makes sense. At least that's my thinking. I could be off on that. So if you deal with anxiety, and feel free to let us know what you think about this one. It says, please don't be afraid. Try to find a way to center yourself in order to heal your wounds. Spend more time alone and figure out what you need in life. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder about that because sometimes like I have a friend that deals with anxiety real bad and uh, sometimes I wonder if him being alone is just another trigger for his anxiety versus Ooh. having people around him. Maybe. That could be just an individual type thing. So the next one says you have trouble sleeping. Ooh. <sighs> Come on down my street. Yeah. 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 Come on up. It says you often feel like you are out of place. The overwhelming feeling of exhaustion makes it harder for you to calm your thoughts and fall asleep. And insomnia becomes just another thing on the list. So I have two thoughts on this because I've been on this end of the spectrum where I am so tired that I don't have the energy to turn my brain off. Yes. And it does make it difficult to sleep. But I've also been on the other end where it's like I have problem turning my brain on and then I sleep too much. Too much, yes. Yeah, uh, which that may be more depression than anything. But yeah, I think that because I've not been um, diagnosed with depression, but 
it used to be kind of like a joke with everybody I knew how much I slept as a young person, like late teens to mid to late twenties. I'm like, I think a bitch was depressed because you were tired like that. And I can tell now when I'm taking a depression nap, because when I take a normal nap, I wake up like, Oh, I just took a nap. But when I'm deep, deep in a little something, when I wake up, I feel drunk and like, yeah, not well. Yeah. It's hard to get, started is hard to just do anything you just feel groggy more so than normal mm-hmm. i'm i'm with you there i'm with you there so number five says meaningless things upset you this is my drag middle name me. drag me <laughs> <laughs> it says because of your increased sensitivity you drag feel- me <laughs> You feel much more intense than you used to. Uh, you get upset over trivial things that, and then, ooh, ooh. okay, so we have some uh, grammar issues here. Uh oh. You get upset over trivial things, and the intense feelings bring tears to your eyes. So you just strumming my pain with your fingers? Is this what we're doing? Singing my life with these words. Because I have definitely been listening. Ooh. A good indication that I know that it goes back to number one, that my irritability is off the charts and meaning that there's something off with me is when I get unspeakably upset with inanimate objects. Ready to cry. <laughs> Ready to fight. Right. That's it. But that's, a you know, a Gemini that actually go hand in hand. If we cry and we finna fight. True. <laughs> that is not uh, that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Tears of fury, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Don't get it confused. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's usually a good indication that I'm like, okay, I'm I'm off because I'm in here cussing the Brita filter out. Look, look. For no good reason. Like turn it. I turned it every way. It don't go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or just mad, or I'm cussing myself out because the Brita filter is empty, and it's like, why didn't your dumb ass fill it back up when you took the last drop of water? Like you're so fucking stupid. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is this is much, <laughs> right? You know? like, so then, I, <laughs> then I'm ready to get on the computer and, and write a letter to Brita, like I am a white woman in America. America. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, okay, but is Britta to blame or is it me? Right. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I, I this is drag me to hell because this is definitely one of my big triggers. Like, just little, the smallest, Ooh. stupidest stuff just irritates me to no end. But and it's, it, you know, it's good to have these, like, little check-ins because now I'm like, okay, Am I exhausted? Do I need to rest? Do I need to isolate myself? Like, mm-hmm. like I said, the first thing I do is check my period calendar because if it's about seven to ten days before it's time, then I'm like, oh, this is why. But yeah, for me, I usually I have to trace back to my first thing that I do is trace back what have I eaten today. Oh, because sometimes you could just be hangry. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially when I call myself trying to get on my fitness kick, which mm-hmm. Oof, mm-hmm. that's a whole yeah. nother conversation about how many failed attempts. Not but, today. Not today. <laughs> but that's that's been, I would say, probably about 60 percent of the time. If I look back or if I was like, even if I'm not on my fitness kick, but I was just especially busy at work or something, I would look back and be like, what did I eat today? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, no, I ate. And then I feel my body like responds it's like you ate but you didn't eat mm-hmm. no nutrients <laughs> or just not enough you know what i'm saying trying to be like oh you know i'm gonna be cute and i'm gonna have my little salad and it's like you have to you have to ease into that kind of stuff <laughs> you can't just eat lettuce and drink water all day and yeah you can't go from big macs the f- day before to all just right. lettuce <laughs> some people can i am not one of those people I definitely have to do a gradual decrease because my body be like, so is this one of those like fight or flight situations? Like, do we need to fight in order to get more food? I don't understand what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And I'll be irritated. I'll be like, I be at work mad as hell, hungry. Like just the chime of the email. I'll be ready to punch somebody. Mm. 
Oh, God. It says, don't let yourself suffer. Take some time off and reconstruct your world. No matter how hard it is, it will all be worth it, I promise. Mm. Um, I would say just take a damn nap, but <laughs> I don't know. That's just me down. oversimplification. Right. I'm like, it works for children. So <laughs> <laughs> go rest your nerves. Yeah. Go rest your nerves, rest your body, rest your eyes, all of that good stuff. So number six says, you feel dizzy and nauseous. Mm. One of the biggest red signs I've noticed in overexhausted people is constant dizziness and nausea. Whenever a person experiences a mental breakdown, this naturally manifests physically as well. Hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know if I've ever. I it was for something else. I want to say I've experienced this, not the nauseousness, but. I don't know about these specific signs, but physical symptoms when I was really, really tired, either physically or mentally, definitely. I've definitely felt just blah, you know what I mean? And not just bad, but a stomach ache or, I don't know, heartburn or something like that when it's like, and then I think back because I'm like, okay, I haven't eaten anything that would normally give me heartburn. Um, I haven't done anything. I haven't exhausted myself in any specific way. What's going on? And I think back to something going on and I, you know, I definitely have gotten physically ill from being mentally taxed to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. I also get like, like like I've broken out into hives being really anxious. Ooh. mm -hmm. Um, I had uh, discovered as an adult that I have asthma and I was in kind of a tight space and there was a very strong smell and it wasn't very well ventilated. And so my throat started to close and like people who grew up having asthma as kids, you know, that's the scariest sensation in the world, but I had never experienced it before. So I also started to panic. (laughs) So like if, so now whenever I smell something that I think is about to close my throat i will like break out into hives it's crazy wow wow yeah i mean it's funny how our mental and emotional health can so directly affect our physical health yes it says however you should prevent it before it's too late take matters into your hands if you don't nobody will um I feel like that could have been better (laughs) advice. Right. Like, stop and drink some water and take some Pepto-Bismol or do a mental... Yo, doctor, dizziness and nausea can be symptoms of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you yes. They the author might have dialed in the advice on that one just to, just a teach mid a wee bit. Number seven, you feel like crying for no reason. Oh, so we coming for the wigs again? Hmm. Oh, why are you in my business? Yeah, who who invited you here? It says when you are in a bad place in life, it seems like the whole world plots against you. Your senses oh. are heightened. You suddenly reach a hypersensitive state in which even the slightest joke can make your eyes sparkle with tears. Oh, oh how rude. Mm. Rude. So we're strumming our pain with the fingers again, singing our life with words. Mm. Um, so I'm real good for when I feel this way, isolating myself completely. Mm. Like I will do what's necessary. I mean, I spend a lot of time, a lot of time. I spend a lot of time alone already. Right. But when I feel like this, I'm like, let me put this phone in this real good airplane mode. <laughs> let me make sure my MacBook is closed because you know they be trying to be cute and deliver messages anyway through the Wi-Fi when I have my phone off. Um, and I just listen, isolate myself. I usually turn everything off, make it dark, get in the bed, put my little white noise mo- sound on and just wait to get some sleep. Mm-hmm. And depending on what it is that's bothering me, um, 
whenever I figure that out, because it does start off with you just feeling like crying for no reason, like you're just emotional for no reason. And then when I figure that out, I might cry it out a little bit or I might just sleep it off. But I definitely can tell when I'm there. Right. And it's true about your the senses being heightened. Not necessarily the senses being heightened, but I feel overly sensitive. Like I, I can read something on Twitter and be in my feelings or I can see a couple on Instagram. And I'm like, this normally never bothers me. I don't give a fuck what y'all do, who y'all love, who y'all laying down with, who y'all cheating on. Like none of that is my business. And I, I'm sensitive. I'm a crier. I admit that. I reject that sensitivity in and of itself as a negative trait. Um, so I usually have a lot to say when somebody says I'm too sensitive. Maybe they're too callous, and we don't come down on people as much, seemingly, for being too cold. But too sensitive is a problem. But when stuff like that, like things making me cry out the blue for no reason, or me getting just utterly offended by somebody just living their life yeah <laughs> and i'm like what is wrong with you yeah it's like how dare you <laughs> right? like my friend has the nerve to have a life today how dare I mean they and then i'm like oh they don't like me everybody secretly hates me but yeah that, that's how i know that something else is going on with me Indeed. Indeed. It says when we're exhausted, both physically and mentally, we pretty much lose the strength to cope with challenging situations and regular day to day stress is intensified. The only mechanism our body and soul use for cleansing is crying. Hmm. I'm going to say that that's there's some truth in that. However, I think that a lot of people find a way. And when I say people, I. I'm mostly thinking of men right now, find a way to reroute that. And instead of crying, it just manifests itself as unabashed anger. Mm -hmm. Which is not good. It's not healthy. I'm just making an observation right now because I've come across that where people was well, like a real angry ass dude. And you just like, what are you so mad about? Right. Why are you mad? Right. And when they have that, when they finally have that breakdown and or somebody makes it safe for them and it's like, it's okay to cry. Mm. Like Jody, it's okay. Jody. <laughs> I'm old. Trey from Boys in the Hood. Yes. And then they finally have that cry and they back to being a normal person. And you just like the power of tears. Like it's not always a weakness. Sometimes it's just what our body or like the thing says, our soul needs in order to cleanse, like mm -hmm. we need to, I feel like there's more than just tears falling down your face. Like it's a physical embodiment of whatever it is that's bothering you coming out. That's it. Your mind letting it go, your emotions letting it go. And it comes out physically through those tears. Yes. And I promise you I'm not high. I'm just... Because <laughs> <laughs> I realize how that sounds. It's a real... Buddhism or something, but no, I, I just I think there's scientific proof behind that. Like it's kind of how our bodies work. It's like waste or excess or whatever. Right, right, right. Like tears don't always have to mean you're weak or that you're hurt. It could just be your brain is processing and it needs a way to purge. That's deep. I like that. Mm. That's what I choose to believe. That's how I feel like my body works. I'm way into it. Mm -hmm. So the last one, number eight, says you start to feel detached, just like my wig. Um, <laughs> oh, number one. <laughs> listen, a lot of these, but this one's particular. It says after a while, you end up being quote comfortably numb. Mm. I, you, who? How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. It says, you don't feel bad nor good. You've gone senseless. It is the stage when you lose all hope. So please do not allow yourself to reach this point. Um, too late. I feel like this this has been my 2018, to be this, honest. This whole, every one of these, except for maybe the dizziness and nausea, but replace that with this head congestion I've had. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've, at uh, some point, I feel like I've been 
in and out on all of these except like you said for the dizzy and nausea but the detachment has been the overarching theme for the majority actually for the entirety of this year maybe even some of last year matter of fact because i remember talking to my therapist about it being like i just don't feel motivated by life i don't know why i'm here and i don't feel attached to anything like there are certain things that make me happy you know my friends and my god kids and stuff like that but overall i'm like for me personally i don't i don't even feel attached to this physical form i'm just like what am i doing and it's and it's a very dangerous place to be in because then you isolate and then all these other things start happening to put you further and further and further in in the darkness right right it says when you feel even the slightest negative change in your well-being stop and relax take your time off breathe out and start healing your wounds you can overcome anything life gives you you just need to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. So while a lot of that is true, um, as as usual, things like this, the how is missing. But at the same time, I feel like the how is different for each person. I Yes, totally. But I would say definitely if you feel any of the things that I just described or what was described in this article as far as detachment, I would encourage you to find someone to talk to, whether it's a friend, a family member, if you are religious, a pastor or a counselor, if you have the resources, a therapist. But I definitely recommend talking to someone because it's in general, it usually does not get better on its own. I used to um, open my DM for people on Twitter, just people I didn't even know if you just needed somebody to talk to or whatever. I feel like very unqualified to do that these days, but legitimately, if you don't have nobody to talk to, I'll talk to you, or at least I'll listen. Same. Same. I don't know if I've ever put that out there, but if you just need someone to talk to, get some stuff off your chest, I feel like, yeah, slide into the DMs. Um don't be on no weirdo shit because right. we'll have to nip that in the bud. But just I just need someone to talk to, someone to listen. I just need to vent because I feel like that is something that's very, very important. And sometimes we lose sight of the power of just venting. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even need a response sometimes. I just need to get it out. And once I get it out, my brain is clear and I can start focusing on solutions for whatever it is that I'm complaining about. And because I'm everybody auntie, I will sometimes jump to offer unsolicited advice, but I've been trying to be better about like, okay, do you want me to like talk you through this or you just want to talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. So these were eight warning signs that you are mentally and emotionally And given on which one of these is probably even physically exhausted. Mm. And my final thought on this, and I'll throw it to you for the same, is we have to do better, be better, and be consistent with taking care of ourselves. Because it's easy to take care of ourselves for a season and then let life creep back up. And then we fall out of whack again and we we start back at one. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think things would be a lot easier if we start holding ourselves and maybe others if we have that kind of connection and agreement to take care of yourself consistently. Yes. Also, I think um, people say the thing all the time, like you can't pour from an empty cup. So Mm. it's just important if you're the type of person who helps other people to just make sure that you have the help that you need. Agreed. Agreed. So file this episode under mental health and self-care. Hopefully you guys got something out of it other than a wig snatch (laughs) like we did. (laughs) But you know what? Self-awareness is key. Amen. So with that being said, Nick Jew, thank you so much for being on the show so much for having me this was a blast we'll have to do it again yes this was a good time and it was informative i feel like we we have done a good thing we have done a service yes so with all that being said tell people where they can find you and what's the tea 
Yeah, I'm on Twitter at NickJu, N-I-C-J-U. My co-host is R to the edgy, R number two, T-H-A-E-D-G-Y. And our podcast Twitter is Good Day Saints. Please um, come check us out. What's the T T E A? And if you like us, say hi. We like when people say hi. Yeah, do that. Get yourself a cup of tea. Say hi. And we are out of here for this episode. All right. So that wraps up this episode of Gay Side Stories. Remember, you can go to GaySideStories.com for more information. That is the hub. Email any questions or suggestions to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate five stars. Thank you for listening. All of that good stuff. Real quick, I want to give an announcement. Um, I'm probably going to be taking a little bit of a break for a few weeks. If you follow my personal Instagram or Twitter or if we're connected on Facebook, then you've seen that I'm getting ready to relocate from Houston, Texas to the greater Seattle area. So I have a lot on my plate. I've had a lot on my plate, hence the late, the late episode. And I, I'm going to take a few weeks to get settled and get myself ready and figure out where I'm going to be recording and all of that kind of stuff. But I should be back, like I said, in a few weeks, maybe before Christmas or so. And when I do, I'll come back with an episode and give a little bit more information about the move and whatnot. In the meantime, you guys can... Go over to the CSPN and listen to Ratchet Ramblings. Jeremy and Candace are holding it down while I'm on a break. Similar reason. And you can always go back and listen to old episodes of this show. You can still interact with me if you want to work together. If you want to be on my show. If you want me on your show. If you have a topic idea or a guest idea. Someone that you know that might be good for the show. You can do any of that stuff. Like I said, reach out to me via the email or on my personal social media pages, whatever it takes. And that's it. So as always, you guys, make sure that you love yourself. And whether you're a top, bottom, verse, or one of the other roles that lies about being verse, which let me just add that it's not verse men's fault that bottoms or anybody else lies about being verse. It's them not the verse dudes but anyway whatever you identify as make sure you protect your walls or they will crumble and i will see you guys in a few weeks